Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of June 28th. I'm your host, D-Swab, Derek Kessinger, joined by the editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, who's at home, Kyle McFadden, who's out in Iowa somewhere, and then we got my boy, uh, Robert Holman. He's somewhere in the area of Knoxville, Tennessee, so he's uh, getting, getting some stuff done today. So we got a couple of guys remote. I'm back in my studio, so it feels pretty good regardless of that. A great week in the final week of June. But Kevin Kovac, first, before we get into our topic right away, are you running out of things to say about Ricky Thornton Jr.? I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, he had a little bit of contest uh, uh, battle there with uh, Hudson O'Neill and uh, Jonathan Davenport. They uh, kind of duked it out there all the way up until lap 80. But then all of a sudden, Ricky Thornton Jr. just goes into hyperspeed, wins by like five seconds. I mean, this kid is dialed in. He had that tweet yesterday saying people are wondering, or Facebook post, people are wondering what the magic potion is. And he's saying, like, just these hardworking crew guys I got that they're already, after winning a big race, getting their car ready to go for the upcoming week at Muskingum. But, man, oh, man, they're they're riding that high right now, Kevin Kovac. <laughs> That's right. I, I do want to start, like, a, keep an, a, Robert, keep an eye on your, on your rearview mirrors and stuff because there was a, an older lady circling behind you a couple times already. I'm not – I'm not sure she might have like spotted you, so keep just keep an eye out, make sure nobody attacks. Okay. This is a this I'm I'm up against a road, so no one can really come by. But I think there might be a sidewalk out here. Yeah, and yeah. also, Somebody, Kyle, there's, there's a lady walking around there. Kyle might be in Iowa, but he kind of looks like he's on uh, Ormond Beach right there. Kind of looks like a beachfront <laughs> property uh, hotel room. Are you sure you're actually in Iowa, <laughs> Kyle? Sun. Yeah, got the sun coming in the door, and you know it's all all nice and peachy out here in iowa right he uh, might have he might have catfished us and he might be uh he might that be in deck. florida yeah He's at the ocean <laughs> yeah. there in a couple hours oh uh, yeah kevin kovac just <laughs> ricky thornton jr it's we've seen it in 2019 and 2020 with sheppy 21 with overton last year with jd and now this year halfway through the season it's just ricky thornton jr's world and we're just kind of living in it anytime he unloads just dominant performance <laughs> Yeah, he, it's there's something about him right now. The confidence level is incredible with him. He's he's taking a, he's running a late model like he ran his modified, where it was just second nature. Uh, he's come, he's reached that point. Uh, but it's more like, more of the whole the whole situation there with him. I mean, you you talk to Anthony Burroughs, uh, the the crew chief, and you know you got Christopher Jaco and you got DJ Williams. That that team just looks like they're so together they know what they're doing they have such a uh i mean they're, they're really ricky thornton's driving and the race team uh, the ssi motorsports the way they're operating it really reminds me of those teams like the rocket chassis house car team uh overton when he's winning all those races davenport last year where they just right. are like everyone is just on the Chasing same them. page yeah, I mean they they like, that's so much of that's so important. Like Andy Anthony Burroughs talks about how he uh his he preaches to the team to just keep rolling, keep uh digging. Don't like like let that show me one hundred uh penalty that stripped them of the fifty. I would have been a third fifty thousand dollar win this year. Don't let that mess them up and, and get in their heads. And I mean they've won a feature at least one feature every week since. That show me 100, two fifty thousand dollar races in a row. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, and and he's on that. When you see Ricky on that racetrack, I mean, when he he battled, he battled hard with. Uh, uh, there was a point was when a good they race. were three wide. They were three wide for the lead with Davenport and O'Neill. 
And then when Ricky wanted to go, I mean, it's just like, man, he, he went and he, and he's, he had the perfect plan too. Like Anthony Burroughs said, he had, uh, he, he knew that Hudson O'Neill had the softer twos on, uh, on three, uh, on three corners of the car, uh, and a 40 on the right rear. And, and Ricky had thirties on, uh, and the other, uh, other than that's the right why rear. he could pass those and, lap cars. Yeah. In the and he's like, uh, he said, Ricky told me before the race, I know what he's got. When, when I see Hudson on that scoreboard, I'm going to take that lane because he knew that Rick, that, that Hudson would probably only be able to run in that moisture down on the way in the bottom. That's what he did. He said he made him run up a little higher on the track, wore his tires out maybe a little bit more. Uh, and, and man, it, it just worked out perfect. He, he has everything going right now. And it, it's, it's really pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, that's, what's crazy is he's won two weekends in a row of 50 grand. And you just kind of forget about it. Cause just so much damn racing. He keeps just rolling. Just like you said, that team is, you know, dialed in and, Plenty of big paid races coming up. I'm sure it'll be the favorites going into the next several weeks here as they go to Muskegon, then they head out west, and then they have a couple weeks off before they go back to the north-south 100. Uh, Kyle McFadden, the Woo Boys, had a pretty good time out there in Kansas. Dennis Herb Jr., $30,000 richer. I tweeted the other day. I, no one ever questioned my tweet, but I think he was the third driver in the nation this year to have at least three Paying races that paid 20 grand or more. So kind of a quiet year for Dennis Herb Jr. He's got the big paying wins, but obviously you look at the whole big picture, he's kind of struggling in World of Outlaw action, but he got the win there. Uh, then we had Bobby Pierce win $10,000 and heading into, uh, I guess, as we record this, heading into tonight in Mason City, uh, Bobby Pierce trails Chris Madden by four points and Nick Hoffman trails by six points. So the points battle is heating up, but Dennis Herb Jr. in Kansas, a uh, track that you know, was, was pretty sporty there Friday night, but to him to get that win, just picking off these 20K paydays was a good win for him. Absolutely, and it's interesting. It's like I look back through this, you know, the, the, the stats on the Outlaws this year, and, you know, I mean, that was his second top five, I think, and third top ten and 16 races. I mean, you know, last year, I mean, he couldn't even finish outside the top 10, it seems. When he did finish outside the top 10, it, it was a storyline, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, that third, uh, like, sizable victory, you could call it this year for him. And it was like a tale of two racetracks, too. Over the weekend at 81, uh, I was so top dominant on Friday, and that for sure played into the hands of a driver like Bobby Pierce and Kyle Bronson. And, you know, those guys that like to get up along the top and I'll let it rip. And, uh, but on Saturday, I mean, that track was after the first, I don't know, about 15 laps, that bottom was untouchable. Um, or at least Dennis Serb was untouchable around that bottom. And, and so, uh, obviously he was very happy about that. And, uh, I mean, he's of all the drivers in the country that are able to, under those circumstances, consistently hit their marks and, and, um, you know, capitalize on a track like that. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for Dennis Herb. So, um, but I mean that, uh, a driver like Kyle Bronson, right. Started on the pole. Um, I really thought he was going to be the favorite that night, but he didn't even finished the race on Saturday. So, um, so yeah, a lot to shake up right now on the outlaw side of things. Um, Bobby Pierce on Sunday 
at off-road. That's his, you know, third, technically third win in six races, if you count that semi-feature victory on Friday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, about seven drivers, if you want to call it that, um, in the rain, in the race now for the title. Uh, Brandon Shepard, you know, he's still a ways back, like 90-ish points, and could get on the heater here and try to make a, a comeback this last half of the season. So definitely lots to follow. And, uh, you know, like by the time this will be out on uh, Mason City here on Tuesday, we'll, we'll all already be in the books. So, yeah, lots lots to follow here on the Heartland Speed Week Trail it's going to be huge next couple of weeks, Robert Holman, I think for Chris Madden, because you're going to tracks that both of them haven't really been to, or all three of them, if you count Nick Hoffman, and then you're going to the Midwest, like Ponderosa, Brownstown, obviously Pierce has a good track record at Brownstown, then Fairbury, Cedar Lake and Davenport. So it's going to be big weeks, big week coming up for uh big weeks coming up for Chris Madden to try to hold off Pierce and Nick Hoffman guys that have raced at both those tracks plenty of times. Uh, you know, consistency only gets you, it gets you so far. You know, you look at uh, Brandon Shepard's, uh, you know, great runs and runs to championships. He did win a lot of races, but he was also, uh, you look up and he was very sneaky in that he would be running eighth, ninth, tenth in a race. And the next thing you know, he's in the top five. And, and the thing is, you, it was almost impossible to make up points on him. Well, now Chris Madden can run fifth, sixth, seventh, but then you've got a guy like Bobby Pierce who's actually winning races. And that's a mm -hmm. big difference from a guy who, if if uh, Smokey Madden just runs fifth or sixth and the guy chasing you runs, you know, 12th, kind of like Dennis Erb last year. You know, Dennis was knocking off top tens. Well, the guy's chasing him until, I guess, really until Tanner English got on that really hot streak at the end of the year. No one was winning races chasing him. Well, now you've got Chris Madden, who is very consistent, who hasn't really had a, had bad, you know, runs. He hasn't been, you know, a lot of top fives lately, except for those two wins he had. But the other guys, like Pierce, he's winning races. So it's hard to just maintain your consistency and, and maintain that points lead when the guy chasing you is out knocking off top threes and victories. So, yeah, it's it's a very precarious situation for, for Chris Madden if he wants to hang on to this points lead. And the thing is this, it's a long, long season. It doesn't matter if Chris Madden loses the points lead coming out of this deal. It's not a big deal. What Chris Madden just simply needs to do is not get too far behind. And I don't really think there's seven guys capable of winning uh, the championship like you know, kind of like Kyle alluded to, I just don't think there are because here's the thing. If you're seventh, you've got to outrun six guys. You don't have to outrun one. It's one thing if you're if you're in second place and you're 60 points behind a guy, well, you just got to worry about getting those 60 points and racing that one guy. But now if you're in seventh place and you're 60 points behind the leader, six guys aren't going to have bad luck every night. You're not going to knock off you know, big chunks of points on six guys in front of you week in and week out. Those guys are going to have good runs. So while you're working your way towards the front, so are, say, the second-place guy or the fourth-place guy. They are as well. So you might be making gains on the leader, 
but are you you might not even be making gains on the fourth place guy or right. the third place guy a guy so i just don't feel like seven guys are in this title chase for the world of outlaws personally uh, i think that uh chris madden and bobby pierce are the favorites right now straight up i think uh you know hoffman clearly has a chance and then there are a couple other guys who who will you know play fast they could play spoilers you know they could come in and win some races uh and, and kind of be in that position towards towards the end of the year but uh but yeah i think it's it's still chris madden's championship to lose uh but bobby pierce man he's putting a ton of pressure on him and and it's uh it's not gonna get any easier for for Smokey. yeah just uh bobby pierce catching up all these points here going to a couple of racetracks he hasn't been to and then like i said you got prairie dirt cedar lake uh, Mississippi Thunder, Atomic, 34, and Fairbury again. You only go to the southeast for the dirt track at Charlotte and Sonoya. So Chris Batting's going to try to hold on. I think he can. He's a very good point trader. We'll have to wait and see. Kovac, these two races, one in Kansas, one in Pennsylvania, still had the same format. Uh, we're starting to see it more and more where we have, you know, prelim features for a, maybe like a two-day show at Kansas. Uh, prelim features like we did at Firecracker, but it was a three-day show. So you had Thursday, Friday prelims, and Saturday the features. Um, other tracks have done it, done it for the World of Outlaws, like Mississippi Thunder, Talladega, uh, and then, you know, uh, Lucas Oil, they had Smoky Mountain last weekend, Muskegon this weekend, Florence is doing it again, Batesville and Port Royal. So what do we – everybody's kind of joining forces here, at least on the national scene. They're doing it more and more, dabbling with these semi-features – on Thursday and Friday where they split the field. What's your overall take on it? Are you a big fan of it? If they're going to start everybody in the feature on both of them, because they only have say 50 cars, do we need to run heats? Kovac, uh, the ball, the four is yours. Cause you kind of saw it firsthand this past weekend at the firecracker. Yeah. The firecracker for the last, I think it's been, you know, last 10 years or so, it was always the $6,000 to win complete shows on uh, on thursday and friday <clears throat> just one race there were full point races for the outlaws when the outlaws were uh you know uh sanctioning the series the, the event uh lucas oil came in last year and it, it still was a six to six thousand dollar to win races uh, but this year changed it to two five thousand dollar win semi features each night and they also ran heat races uh you know and, and there was 51 cars you know at, at in in the field and they ended up uh, no no beat. They ran three heats for each of the the <clears throat> each half of the field, no B main, and that which I mean they would have had a B main probably if there were more cars, uh, but and, and then you look at the the outlaws and they had uh, just two they had two semi features on Friday night but they didn't have heat races uh, from you know like they right. would go right to the feature. Uh, which is the I, that's sort of the format if they're gonna go with these semi features two of them. Uh, I'd rather not have heat races. I, I think that's almost like overkill. We don't need more heat races. It's another chance for guys to, you know, I mean, I guess you could move up a little bit if you if you had a bad time trial, obviously, and get a better starting spot. But it's uh, it, it just seems more make more sense to just go right to the features, you know, and like Fairbury has done, they have four heat rate. I mean, they have everyone go. They would have heat races, I guess, if they're only having two semi features. But I've liked that uh, that 25 lap, 425 lap format for the um, for the PDC, which seems like it, you know, puts everybody into a feature, makes uh, you go right from time trials and you go right to the big events of the night. And, you know, just all features. I, I like that. 
Uh, everybody can't do that. You're not going to get as many cars as the PDC uh, or Eldora, which has really started this semi-feature format. And I, I just like that. Uh, I, I don't want the, I don't need the heat races if everyone's going to make the race. Everyone's going to make those. Uh, uh, just the qualifying is fine with me. That, that's that's kind of my my look at it. It does give everybody gives more guys a chance to make some money. It does also, you know, like there was I will never remember a, a, a preliminary feature when it was just one feature at Lernerville having eight cautions like like the one did on on a Friday afternoon, the one at Tim McCready yeah. one. There was more drivers in that race that probably wouldn't be in the race if it was just a qualify, you know, if it was just a. Uh, one race they would have been weeded out you know like some other ones i mean hey again you gave them a shot to race but there was more cautions and, and some of them were caused by guys that probably wouldn't have been in the race so you can look at it that way too might, it might not be quite as clean yeah i'm with you Kodak. Hey, if you have guys oh go ahead guys robert are you are, okay are, are you getting arrested yeah no <laughs> no uh aren't those aren't those races at the pdc though aren't they just glorified heat races they're 25 laps and they pay like oh, what, yeah. 2500 mm -hmm. or something, but it's five but they're grand. To, they're five grand to win this year. Five grand to win. Okay, which is awesome. That's great. But they're just glorified heat races is all they are. I mean, call them what right. they are. You know, oh, oh yeah, mean, certainly. Yeah. They're paid yeah. heat races, you know? Yeah. And I, and I have so no problem laps, with that, but that's, but how many that's laps really, were Lernerville's 30 or 25? They were 25. They paid 5,000. So Everybody got paid lap. obviously. Yeah. yeah it's so. just, it, it's it's like yeah they they're, they're glorified but they're heat races ran too, really but yeah see, they ran heats ran heats before those see so yeah. i mean it's like I you don't just dislike... ran heats for a glorified heat almost really you're doubling right. up right <laughs> yeah you're doubling and, up and, well, yeah, we can also throw in there like they're counting these as as feature wins as a lucas oh, God, oil series feature win and like ridiculous. i mean i i i i can't I can't get that far. I mean, you could count it as a, it's still a quality field, but like when one guy went like Tim McCready won the first race, you know, the second race, Jonathan Davenport won the first race in the afternoon. That was after they postponed, they didn't race against each other. I want, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be, it's going to be counting as a full fledged national tour win. It needs to be against, you know, your, your everybody. You count it as a feature win for yourself, but not on the official tally. That's that's kind of what uh, our, my thought would be, and Lerner, I think everybody would agree with that. 100% agree. 100% agree. Right. Lernerville kind of started the the February format, though, Kovac. Didn't they do that one year, like on the Labor Day weekend? Didn't they run, like, two or three, like, $2,500 to win races, I think so? And, like, February kind of liked the idea, and they're like, hey, we can go <laughs> yeah, for the, it. The, Guys are making $300 at least the minimum that are, you know, like the lower tier teams instead mm -hmm. of just like qualifying on a Friday and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was that they did that the working oh, man's weekend that one year. Right. That, right. Yeah, the working right, man's the or, double features. All right, Kyle, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? You, you, you got to see it in, uh, in, uh, 81. or 81 up there in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, do you think guys should get locked in if they're running like heat like heat race features the night before? Are you okay with them running heat races as well? Because I know if it's a three day format, which yours wasn't, I think some drivers probably like, hey, we're good enough in the points. I think we should lock in somebody. What's just your overall general thoughts on the, the, the formats we're seeing pop up here lately? Yeah, it's just like, you know, eighty one. I mean, it's like last year. I was looking back through, and you know that track 81 was a part of a three race 
weekend at three different racetracks. I really in, enjoyed that weekend last year at Humboldt, 81, uh, and then US 36. So, but like, you know, this coming back around this time to, to 81 and have a full, you know, nights of racing just to set a heat race lineup or set heat race lineups, you know, like the night after that. Not to mention just kind of, I mean, people, I just feel like as a fan, right? Like if, like if I'm a fan that, that lives in that area near 81 and that could be my only opportunity, right? To, to, yes, you get two nights of racing, but like, I'd rather see two full nights of racing, you know, rather than see a split field for 25 laps. Um, and also too, just like, you know, I don't know if it was the way they prepped the track on Friday or like whatever, uh, race fine on Saturday, but, um, you know, like 25 laps just isn't enough, right? Just, uh, it just goes by too quickly and split fields and something about it just doesn't, doesn't seem a hundred percent there. Um, so yeah, I, I just, um, and you you're obviously seeing it more and more and more. It's like to see all the tracks that are going with this format. Now this two day format, um, I mean, I get it maybe from a racer standpoint, you save laps with, you, know, you don't have to run a heat race. You just time trial and start heads up in your split field feature, your semi feature. And then, you know, you, you don't have to qualify the night after that. But I mean, even then it's, I'm not a, a, a huge fan of it. I will say it's, it's it's nice to be at a track, you know, two days in a row. You don't have to be running up and down the road, you know, when you're on a, a, a speed week schedule, like we're out here with the outlaws and in, in, in the heartland of America, but which is cool to get to all these tracks. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just maybe if it was like, you know, if we just kept a format of this nature at the, the bigger shows, it, it'd work. But a track like Muskegon, you know, last year for the Freedom 60, it's like 12, 13 cars, 15 cars, if that, for a semi-feature. Uh, actually, I think it was 12, I think it was three semi-features last year, like like 15 laps. Like, it, it, of all of the formats, of these two-day formats of, of this kind that I've covered, that was probably, you know, the least fun or the least dramatic, you call it, of the ones that I've covered. So, um, yeah, you know, I think we can find a better way to do this. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to both, but, you know, that's my thoughts on it. Right. Robert, before the podcast, you were like, let's go back to the old qualifying two-day format where they just qualify on Friday, maybe run heats, because you could go get a nice meal at Applebee's, which we all love. No doubt we can have a nice frosty cold beer. Um, I think the drivers, you can't really argue, they probably prefer this type of format where they're all making features or making a little bit of money instead of just going there Friday, running heat races and don't get paid or just even going qualifying. So, uh yeah, uh, what's your overall thoughts on this before we get to maybe our favorite formats? And I, I got some drivers who text me their favorite favorite formats as well we can go over. All right, two things. One, as far as uh, uh, Kyle's race on Friday night, I was out in my shop uh, making a body or building, working on 
replacing a nose on my car and um i had to stop watching the the show on dirt vision simply because i was so bored they had two i was like when are late models getting back on the racetrack it was you know and that's one dilemma you run when you run a split field and don't run heats i can't remember the i think they had two classes of modifieds or something out there kyle i think and i'm telling you i've never cussed a modified it's been a while since i've cursed a modified the way i was cursing those because i just wanted them no offense to mods or you know those guys most of them are pretty good racers i wanted them off the screen so bad and i have i've i'm a self-proclaimed late model snob i'll admit it you know i don't really like other classes you know not even sprints like our boy kyle here but i was like I had to turn it off and I was just looking for something else to watch uh, simply because I think I went to the some the summer nationals race and switched it to that and watched that um, those two split features just didn't they waited so long in the night to run them I, I think and it just was like winter late models coming back and I was really from a person at home watching the broadcast I was very disappointed and very uh, board i guess you could say uh with that whole program so i got rid of it completely um the other thing i was gonna say was about the money you guys texting you you know about you know making money and stuff if if you want to pay if you want guys to make money if that's your kind of your idea of, with a split field then pay them pay pay them all you could run a full program say you have 40 race cars you could have, instead of running two split fields that are completely watered down, and like Kevin said, Tim McCready's not even going to get to run against Jonathan Davenport, then how about you just run a full program, 22 cars or whatever, pay good money to start, and then at the end of the night, when that program is over, for anyone who wants to run a non-qualifiers race, run them run don't run them beforehand and let them get into the feature because they've had plenty of chances to get into the feature they've qualified <laughs> they've ran heat races they've had their chance to get into the feature don't give them provisionals on these nights like like i like how that works but then run a non-qualifiers race and pay those guys what it's worth to run 15 more laps you know uh pay them since they're not in the 25 or 30 lap feature and if say the say that semi feature or whatever you want to call it but now i'm calling it a full program you know say that pays 600 to start then the winner from that non-qualifiers race should get 600 bucks and and it should be close on down through there so those guys do get a chance to make money you know but they're but the the bad thing for them is you didn't make the race so you're not going to get to race okay and at the end of the night when we decide that is this a is this a lucas race or is it not hell yeah it's a lucas race because all 40 guys are out there and had the same opportunity to get in the same feature right. so uh just if you know if you want guys to make money all you gotta do is pay them you know it's not it's not rocket science you know you don't have to to separate the stars if i show up to a race i just don't like split features if if i show up to a race i want to see the best go at it against each other 
I don't want to see what we talked about, glorified heat races, unless that's literally what they are, like at Fairbury. Those are glorified heat races that set everything up for the next day. This other stuff, I'm out. Right. I'm uh, I'm with you, Robert, uh, for just going to run, and then we have to have heat races. I think that if you're doing, like, a format, they should lock in people that, you know, either the top three or four or like at Warnerville, they should do a point system, you know, like the top 18, like you would see at Knoxville uh, or something like that. Cause those guys are working their butts off Kovac winning races and doing these features two or three times in a weekend. You're more likely to get into carnage, just like we saw at uh, Warnerville on that Friday. I mean, and then there's a double-edged swords, obviously the drivers, they prefer to have money and to continue the sport to grow. I think it's, it's okay for drivers to make money at these, glorified heat races or semi-features but there's a lot of there's more variables that could happen to you on these weekends when you're racing two or three times and then you still have to go race on saturday in the heat race after you've been dominant the, you know the whole first 48 hours yeah i, I believe they should some guys should all, all, I, I like it when guys lock in after the first two and you're locked in already to the main event i mean it takes some pressure off of them guys they can walk around a little bit feeling good about themselves that we're you know, we made it. We, we we worked hard for the first two nights. We know we're in that feature. We don't have to worry about uh, something else happening in, an, in another another heat race after you've run heat races like at Lernerville for two nights. Uh, it, I, I, that just it just it feels more like it makes it feel like for a big a bigger race. Let's just have the B mains uh, for for the rest of the field on sad on you know on the big night. <clears throat> and you know how awesome does, those B mains are. Cause they know it's their last chance getting in to start off the night. I think that's like, I think that's badass when you're on Saturday and they're like, okay, B main number one on the track. Yeah. Like that's how the North South used to be. And you're like, Oh, here we go. This is going to get very, very interesting. I, I guess there, you know, I'm, there, there's some probably, you know, thoughts by officials that are like, well, you know, the guy's going to start in the back of the beat. That's going to make them not come back on Saturday. They want him to stay there for a multi-day show. And I, 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 that's probably true with sometimes where teams will look in that B main. They'll be like, hey, we're way too far back. We're not even going to go back, you know. And But if they're, maybe if it's a heat race, they, at least they, have, they feel they have two chances to make it. So, right, um, right. you know, it, it is. Everything has these pros and cons. You don't know. Like, it, it's tough to uh, come up with uh, the, the perfect way. I will, um, back. I will say this though. There's no perfect way. There's a whole lot of different variables it's racing, but I will say this. If you're going to be running semi features and you win one of them against half the field, like you said, it should not count as a national yeah. torn win, or even like if it was a summer nationals win, it should not count. I don't care who you are. Yeah, that's right. It, it's split. You're not running against everybody. I mean, it's a, it's an accomplishment. You want a good race. You want a race that paid some decent money but it's not a running against everything. And I mean, just looking through the list here, like at world of outlaws are doing this, like the semi feature deal. They did at Talladega, Mississippi Thunder. They right. would have done it, you know, two nights got rained out 81, um, you know, Cedar Lake this year, they're actually running two features, you know, like two separate races on Friday and Saturday for the first time, instead of even they're, they're changing up their format too. And then I think they're going to, you know, go right in. No, I'm not time trials on Saturday. I'm not sure. I got to look up that, but um you know, like Lucas, Smoky Mountain, Lernerville, Muskegon County, Florence, Batesville, Port Royal. There's quite a few of them. And really, when you look at that, that's a lot of races that that are good. I got my cat here. Hey, hey, you know, kitty. Hey, look, there's hey, some look, kitty. Got a little kitty in here today, huh? There he comes. Yeah, <laughs> look, he's biting. Look. Um, so, uh, hey, a little, little, little uh, uh, 
guest here on on the show today. Uh, but uh, yeah, when you um when you look at all these semi features they're having this year, that's a lot of damn races that aren't point races. For when you you look you'll look at a list of Lucas Oil this year, and, and with World of Outlaws when they do their semi features, um and 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 it's like that there, there's a lot of non-points races like you those learnable races for the outlaws used to be point races on thursday and friday uh now there's only one you know the lucas it's only one on saturday and, and it's like that for a lot of their races so a lot of their schedule isn't full point races you know you see a guy wins you know, you know 10 races but he might have won a lot of those races in non-point races, it seems like. So it kind of like throws off the the whole calibration there, I think, too. Uh, sometimes when, when you when you really get into it. All right, Kyle McFadden. The big question here: What is your favorite format? If you could be a promoter, you're having a big crown jewel race weekend. What are you going with? Yeah, I was actually just looking at the uh, Knoxville Late Model Nationals a format here. I mean, that's obviously a unique and pretty comprehensive format because they award points for qual- <clears throat> a qualifying, uh, you know, heats and then, you know, the feature and then invert aid and then, you know, um, you know, the, the, the points after qualifying and the heats, you know, they set the lineup in the feature and then they invert eight, um, you know, for the prelim, uh, or the, yeah, the 25 lap uh, prelim. So um, I just like remember last year, uh, um, I mean, with the now like the late model nationals at uh, Knoxville, um, almost, you know, not quite the same format as the sprint car nationals, but it's close. And so, and I like that format, you know, um, personal you know just of all the tracks or just of all the all the races that you know i've covered personally just kind of looking back through and just kind of like thinking now of you know what unique format do i I like the most of all the races i covered last year and up to this point even um as we're talking about this and um i enjoyed that one the most even though it's it's unique and if i'm a promoter i i'd maybe do something similar to passing points. And um, even though some people aren't the biggest fan of passing points, I just, I think it's unique. Um, but um, obviously too, you, you, you need a good, good car count first, you know, f- 50 plus cars to make that work. Um, so, but um, yeah, I think just like something to where, it's not too confusing for the fans too. And then as Robert said, I'll just have a side note um, to what he was talking about with uh, the modifieds being on the track or just the support divisions in between the split features um, because there were no heat races. Me being at the track, I didn't even realize how long it had been between late models on the track or on track activity for the late models. Um, So, you know, that's something to where it keeps the program moving too. And you have your headline division not go two plus hours between time on the racetrack would also be nice too. So I would make sure that happens as well, but I like the Knoxville format. Um, I like the inverts too. I think obviously 
you know, you see more inverts in sprint car racing than late model racing, but I like, I like the inverts. So some kind of format where there's an invert, I think it makes it exciting, especially on a prelim night. Um, you know, that would spice things up for, for sure. Yeah. And funny, you said that I had, I texted like a dozen plus drivers, you know, this morning when we were talking about this topic, topic, I had two drive, three drivers and a car owner who said that they love the Knoxville nationals format. Cause you get the race for money on Thursday and Friday. Uh, and then you get points collected and then you're locked in for Saturday. They feel like if you're going to race for well, a quote, if you're going to race your dick off for two days, and you do very well, you should be locked in for the Saturday prelim. I'm not going to say who, but that was uh, some of the, one of the messages I got back, which is pretty funny. So Knoxville Nationals, a couple drivers, few drivers that I've you know reached out to, they like that format as well. Uh, Robert Holman, uh, you're a reporter, you're a car owner, so you kind of get like the expenses on the side of things. So what one would you go with being on both sides of the fence? I, I would, first of all, um, I'm not going to penalize a guy. Well, I like inverts too. Being from the South, you'd think that that, uh, that wouldn't be me, but I'm not your <laughs> typical, you know, Southern car owner or, or team owner or fan. Uh, I'll, the guys are paid to race. So let's let them race. Let's make them race. Kyle, I don't have a problem with passing point points. Um, a lot of people don't understand them, unfortunately, still. It's not that difficult uh, as long as everything is spelled out for you in your brochure that you pick up. It's not that difficult, but I don't have a problem with passing points, although I probably wouldn't institute them. Uh, but I would I would qualify everybody first. I would then every heat race would be inverted four or six. OK, so I'm not going to I'm not going to penalize a guy for qualifying. Well, though, I'm going to let him make a little money. So every person that, if it's a six invert, every person who, who starts sixth would earn an extra uh, $500. And basically they'd earn that through their qualifying. So the top four, if it, say if it's four heat races, the top four qualifiers would get a $500 bonus. That way you don't have to listen to them uh, basically bitch and moan about having to start six when I'm like, dude, I just paid you $500. Just get back there and race, you know? Uh, and then, and then if they can come up through there and, and maybe pass some cars, if you start sixth and win your heat race, maybe you get another, a little extra bonus. Also, I'm not going to penalize you from being fast when you qualify. So if you go out and qualify first or second, you're not going to miss the show. I like how Eldora always has the, the provisionals for the fat two fastest guys in qualifying who don't make it in through their prelims. That's the way it should be. Uh, which I guess now it's like, is it now it's based on points, right, Kevin? The two yes. highest guys in points, I guess. Well, the hell with that. The two fastest guys in qualifying who don't make it in, they're going to get to race because I'm not going to penalize. Why are we making them qualify and then making them – and then inverting them? They're making run heats and doing all this stuff. Well, basically to put on a show. So, But I'm not going to penalize them for being fast early. I'm going to let them, they're going to make the race and they're going to make some money. Uh, so we're going to, uh, but my other question really to you guys is at what point did this system become broken that we decided we had to fix it? Was it a, was it a driver uprising that we've had 
floods that promoters have gotten tons of mail and I don't I'm not talking emails I'm talking mail uh, you know they're getting mailbags full of, of complaints from drivers saying hey we're not getting paid enough or hey we're tired of racing this much I don't know where or I don't know where the system became broken that that we had to fix it with all these crazy formats it, it seemed to have worked really well for a long time now the the down part and i get it you talked you asked me about a owning a race car you know the down part about that is when you do come on friday and you pay that insane amount of money to get in the pits and you have four guys and you pay it and you use your fuel and you, you put on bolt on four new tires and all that just to go out and qualify and not get any money i understand that it's a little bit difficult you know I'm just, I don't know what to say other than come back tomorrow and make some money. Uh, but but I guess if we have to go that route, let's go ahead and run our, our heat races. Uh, and then I still believe in the non-qualifiers race, just like I said. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. Now, don't run that race, though, before the feature and ruin everybody's night. And, and everybody's sitting there like, what is this race? What the hell are we doing? Let's go ahead and run our That's main great. event. And then at the end of the night, if you are willing to stick around the next 12 or 15, 16 cars, if you're willing to stick it out till midnight or 1 a.m. or however long, in the north, in the Midwest, it's 10 a.m. But if you're willing to stick it out to 2 a.m. in the south and run this extra, this, this non-qualifiers race, then we're going to pay you to do that. We want everyone to make money because guess what? The next time I run a show, I want you to come back. So, right. so I'm kind of, I'm all over the place, kind of like discombobulated, I guess, but I'm going to qualify you. We're going to pay you. We're going to run inverts. We're going to run a feature and, and we're going to run a non-qualifiers race after all the hot dogs are sold. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I think it kind of like started my, you know, first at dirt on dirt, we would have like two day, 20 grand to win shows where a guy, uh, or you know, and that, like at the Y nine one hundred used to be a perfect example. It was a two day, twenty grand to win. You had the heat races on Friday, then you had the twenty thousand dollar to win Saturday. Well, I think some drivers are like, I can go race at two different racetracks for ten thousand dollars and make money both nights. But then we started running these double heat formats, and people were liking those for three or four years. And then drivers are realizing, I'm not going to damage my car for a T race format if I'm going to start at the back of the heat race. Kind of saw that at a few, you know, few crown jewels at like Cedar Lake when. You know, JD was in the back of the one and, you know, flipped, ruined his weekend. Uh, so then I think, like, people, race tra drivers started realizing, okay, Fairbury format, Knoxville format, they're racing for money on those prelims nights. If you're, like, one of the worst drivers in the pit area, you're getting a $450 check at the end of the weekend if you're racing at Fairbury. And that's if you get dead last in the heat race, dead last in the B main. So I think kind of, like, drivers are realizing, okay, we can do that. But I really think, like, the two-day – 20 lappers qualifying or 20,000 win people are like, I can go to two different racetracks and, you know, two nights, Robert, and, you know, race for two $10,000 to win races. So less guys were less likely to go to those type of events. Let, let me throw this out as, as an example about the getting paid part. Okay. Uh, we ran like 12th or something in a C main or B main, some kind of race like that uh, at, uh, 
somewhere in Tennessee where they had a summer nationals race, and I think it was 09, okay? And we got paid like $350 because of the car count. The summer nationals pay at the time. I don't know if how it still is, but the car, summer nationals pay structure was based on car counts. The more cars, if they had to have a C, then people got paid more money. So we ran like 12th in a in this C, right? 10th, somewhere, I don't know. But we got $350. And on the way home, was like, damn, with 350 bucks, you know, that's, we'd have to run third in our feature back home at our local track just to get that 350 bucks. That was a pretty good deal. So what right. happened? The, the next year, we went back. You know, that was the, the pay, no matter where you finish, first or 31st, the pay is what gets people to come back. So no matter what your format is, regardless of all the gimmicks you play, you've got to figure right. out a way to pay people because they will come back if they're paid, you know, an honest amount. Not It doesn't have to be an insane amount. It just has to be an honest amount. Uh, you will come back. So it was at Camden, by the way. And so right. uh, I think it was 2009. So in 2010, we went back. And they didn't have as many cars, so we didn't get paid quite as as much because they didn't have to run a C. And so we're looking at each other like, dang, we didn't get as much money. But but it was understandable because of the car count. I understood it. So, so yeah, regardless of all the gimmicks, you've got to figure out a way to pay these guys. And they'll come back. That's what it's all. That's the key right there is making sure regardless of what kind of crap you pull, just pay them. Okay. I'm just going to say it, Prairie Dirt Classic format, I, as, that's what I'd run. you got four of them. They're glorified heat races. I don't call them features, Robert. Everybody gets paid. If you win one, you got $5,000. You're you know, you're feeling pretty good going to the weekend, no matter how you do, how you even do on Saturday. You're above, you know, you're ahead of it. Top four of each features locked in. You start off with the B-mains, and usually, you know, there's a epic moment that happens in a B-main, usually a guy passing for the lead. Uh yeah, they have some more races there as well, like that maybe you could, you know, cut or do something different there. But I just like the format in terms of just the late models running the four heat races, $300 a start. If you get dead last year, you know, you're leaving the end of the night. Like, okay, at least I got something there. So, Prairie Dirt Classic and then probably second Knoxville. I just like how they how they run things there, and the racing's always pretty damn good. Uh, come back really quick. What's your favorite format? I mean, are you going to go to, like, two races in a night, like double features like you would back in your uh, neck of the woods in the Northeast where, you know, the guy that wins starts last the next feature. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, I, there was, when I grew up in big block racing, there was a lot of nights that were, I mean, just regular nights. They would have twin 20s, triple 20s, four 20s, and you'd run, I mean, everybody runs them all, you know, a guy could win four races in one night. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's definitely, obviously different. And Billy Pouch has done that. So, um, well, he think he won three out of one, a four, one night. So, you know, he swept that's, the triple. That's 20, pretty so impressive. Just let you know that. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's, uh, it, I'm this twin semi features and it kind of, you know, waters down the number of races, the winners. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of winners now. Uh, I, I, I do like the, the format for the fair, for Fairbury. you know, of course there's a lot of cars. So there's probably going to be enough cars there for almost 20 cars to be in every feet, every race. So it's, it is like a feature. It feels like a feature feels special. Uh, when you only got 12 cars out there and, and one of these 12, you know, 20 semi features, it, it's not 
quite as good or, you know, it doesn't have that feel. And that feels like a heat. It's, it is definitely a real glorified heat race. Um, I, it's a, a lot of it's always going to depend on this car count. Uh, if it's a race that's getting, you can count on 70, 80 cars, then like Eldora and stuff, you could do this, you know, like these semi features. If it's less, I'm, I'm not, I'd, I'd kind of rather just see the, the one full program each night and leading into the big one, kind of like, you know, Lernerville has done in the past. Uh, uh, yeah, I think some of this has been done to, you know, hopefully to try to attract more cars. I, I, I think, I don't know if it really has. I mean, we have to, I guess we have to do some data on that, but uh, this format didn't attract it. It's firecracker 100 at Lernerville has always been like around 45 to 55 cars. It's just, I mean, you can count on that. You could, it fluctuates a little bit. If like uh, the other national tours running or, if the weather forecast looks bad, probably cost a couple cars this year because weather forecasts look bad, but it might've brought a couple more locals actually. Uh, so it, it, it's, that's not changing if it would have been, you know, just a 30 lapper on, on Thursday and Friday uh, this year. It, I, I just, I don't see that really changing the hitting the, you know, really, you know, changing that dial any. So I would, I would prefer just to have the, the, the big one big race each night. Lorville also took away the Uncle Sam non-qualifiers race that, you know, Robert talks about that non-qualifiers race. That was a pretty good paying non-qualifiers race uh, for the last 16 years at Eldora. I mean, excuse me, at Lernerville. And they got rid of that with the more money going into the, you know, the, the twin semi features, which, you know, which, which is the better way, you know, that having that some, that non-qualifiers race on Saturday at Lernerville makes it even longer show because there's a 50 lap rush crate late model race that paid 20,000 to win. I mean, that be, that's only been the last few years they've been having the crate. So uh, you didn't have that on top of a rush of a non-qualifiers race. So again, it, it's, it's tough to come up with the, the perfect format um, where I, I, I just know that we're not going back to the time trials at Eldora on <laughs> Friday and then the heat races on Saturday and that's not happening. I, I wasn't, I was never, against having the heat, you know, the even heat races on Friday night. I think that's, it, it gives everybody a little bit of a, of a, it, it brings a little more f fun into the post race, I think, uh, uh, atmosphere. But in this day and age, everybody wants to run for money every night that they're at a racetrack. Cause like you said, Derek, they go somewhere else and, and race. So I, I guess they're kind of changing with the times there, but uh, I, 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 there, there's not going to be, it. it's just like everything else. There's never going to be a great, perfect answer for this. Formats, format, formats, formats, formats. Uh, just the today's topic with all the different, just even in the last 12 years, how much it's changed, which is qualifying on two-day shows to double heats, locking in people to, you know, these semi-features where everybody gets to compete uh, on prelims the night before. But, uh, yeah, like Kovac said, kind of the uh, Eldora started this, what, I think in 2013 or 14 is when they started these back in the day. So uh, we're going on a decade of that, and, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure stuff will be tweaked in the future. But first, before we end the show, we got to do uh, one more thing. And Kyle, in his beachfront property hotel room, what do you got for us? Yeah, <clears throat> sure. Well, uh, we got three races here to end Heartland Speed Week out here uh, in Tornado Alley, if, if you want to call it that. Uh, Red River 
Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo, North Dakota on Wednesday, and then River City Speedway. Grand Forks, North, North Dakota on Friday, and then rounding that out at I-94 I Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota on Saturday. Really looking forward to getting to Fergus Falls. Heard a lot of great things about it um, from a lot of different people, and so make sure to stay on top of coverage at Dirt on Dirt, and uh, going to have plenty of stories here throughout the rest of the week. Perfect. I like it. Keep up the good work. Have fun out there in the Western scene, Kyle McFadden. Uh, I know you're not going to Gillette, Wyoming like the old days, but they're still putting up a good, uh, good, good, uh, good uh, Western swing there. I can't wait for the weekend as well. They have some good tracks they're going to. Uh, Robert Holman, before you back into an old lady, what do you got for us? Uh, I just wanted to bring it to to everyone's attention that uh, you know Richmond uh, Speedway there, Raceway. I'm sorry, in Kentucky, uh, took a pretty big hit uh, weather-wise overnight sunday into monday uh, i don't think there was any confirmed tornadoes but there were uh there were you know some strong winds and uh what happened there is some some bleachers got knocked over some fencing got uh, taken down it, it uh, damaged uh, a pretty good bit of stuff and uh, i think from that whole area as i was as i was looking up the stuff to uh to write this dirt wire uh, yesterday, or I see on Monday, that uh, over a hundred thousand people, or something like that, about a hundred thousand people were were without power through that area in Kentucky. So it was a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough, you know, patch of of weather there. That uh, they don't know what they're going to do at Richmond now. They've got several races, several big races planned, and now because of this. They're waiting on uh, the insurance adjuster to come out and basically go from there. As as the officials told me there, they're in a holding pattern. Uh, they actually have to really wait and see what they can do, see what they are able to clean up on their own, see what the insurance company is going to do, and then try to, you know, they're very hopeful that they'll be able to run some races before season's end. But, you know, it's, it's all very uncertain right now. So, uh, we wish the best for for everyone there in Richmond, Kentucky, as they as they clean up. And and it, trust me, the racetrack wasn't the only thing to get hit there. There was you know a mall, a ball field, a lots of small businesses. Uh, I read one story where a, a guy was selling. It's not really funny, but uh, I guess the visual: the guy was selling fireworks, and he was tried to hang out in his tent for as long as he can. And and uh, he said finally, when the poles started leaving and and the tent started leaving, he had to make a run for it, I guess, and get in his car or whatever. So, uh, uh, so, uh, hopefully everyone there in that area will be able to get back on track real soon. And, and as long as, as well as the racetrack. Right. Yeah. The butterball is scheduled for, uh, mid August, August 19th. So, uh, I don't know. I'm sure if we'll be able to get, get that thing picked up or postpone that event, but just, Hey, just think about the people over there in Kentucky and Richmond as well. Uh, my one more thing is I know we've, we kind of give Sam Driggers and the Summer Nationals some heat sometimes, like they're ruining the series here in years past. But, I mean, this year with the car counts being so damn good uh, and just some other things like – where did I have this at here? I had my stats. Hold on, I'm getting my stats out here. Um, just shout out to the guys, you know, making some good money here. Sam and them really up the purse here going with the weekly points. Like week one, he had Brian Shirley hop in. And this is just winner's purses, not even counting what he got in the other races. 
he got twenty five grand. Uh, Bobby Pierce came in that same weekend. He won twenty grand, won two tens back to back. Then last weekend he had Jason Fager win a ten and seventy five hundred. He had that other you know ten thousand dollars. That's twenty seven five hundred dollars plus. He got second the week before. Jason Fager's made thirty two thousand five hundred dollars. So guys making some good money there. Uh, kudos to Sam. Great car count. Uh, I think this weekly points thing has done very well for him here in the first two weeks. They got three more weeks to go, but I mean, Sam Jiggers, he decided Kovac, Hey, we're just going to this weekly thing. We don't have a lot of guys running the whole thing, but if you're like Jason Fager and Brian Shirley, these first two weeks, you're going to say, Hey, thanks Sam. We like this. And those guys probably been the ones that complained the most over the years, the same about things. Yeah, it's worked out definitely good for Jason Fegger. You know, that that's a no doubt about it. I mean, he's probably made – he's going to have one of his best seasons uh, financially in a, in a long time. And they got that money now too. Like the, when you get those weekly points, I mean, he's already made – Fegger, for example, with a second and a first, made $15,000 in points fund money already. He doesn't have to wait until the, the, you know, the dirt car banquet in January to get it. So that that's, a, that's keeping him going, the, I'm sure. And they get that. $500 – Five hundred dollars yeah. every five hundred miles traveled. I know that helps out a little yeah. bit, not completely. That full, helps but, out you know, a lot. It helps out a lot. So that's a yeah. great thing they're doing there. Uh, Kovac, what that, you got? Uh, I, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm little, sorry. I was just gonna. Sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. I was just gonna no, say yeah. that Fager, the second week, Fager, not counting his fuel bonus, uh, Fager won thirty three eight second week. Is what he collected and everything. Thirty three thousand so eight hundred dollars for Fager. Yeah. The second week, just the Those, second week. Yeah, and then he plus the five thousand for just getting second in the points the week. Yeah, so he's probably closed in on fifty grand there, Robert. Good point there in the two yeah. weeks. Uh, Kovac, what do you got? Well, I do want to mention that uh, Boom Nation and Chub Nation, yeah, you know, at, at Lernerville, they did miss you being there, Derek. You know, you're there. Some of those uh, the the colorful crew of those teams, uh, and and there was I think there were eight affiliated chub and boom teams there how about know, our like boy so, he's like he got he lost know. a lot of weight since uh dirt car nationals andrew yeah andrew there him. huh he wasn't good. he yeah he's a yeah he's he's uh he's he's on he's in good shape now right um but yeah he was one of the guys there so uh you know like there was a good good group they were they were wondering where d suave was but and one thing that was funny i think i wrote about it after uh friday's show uh friday night show at uh at Lernerville was when Max Blair won. He comes back into the pits and he's talking, you know, and saying, telling everybody that his father, Robbie, you know, used to be a, a regular uh, dirt late model driver, hasn't raced in six years. <clears throat> he said, uh, during, Max said that Robbie had told him that if, if Max would win a race, a feature during the weekend, any race during the weekend, that Robbie would run, uh, get back in a late model and run one of his cars. This was supposed to be this past Sunday at Knox uh, uh, Raceway out there in Western Pennsylvania. They had a 2,500 out of win super late model show where it's a track that Robbie's won a lot at back in his day. Uh, so Max was like, man, can I do it? He was so excited about it to get his father back in a car. Boom. He asked Boom Briggs, owner, teammate. Boom's like, for sure. Boom actually said that if Max, if Robbie doesn't run the race, he had to give him a month's salary. So, and, and if he did run the race, he got to keep anything he wanted. So Robbie was like, "Oh man, I, I he, he really he didn't really want to get himself into this, but it was going to happen." And then, of course, Saturday afternoon, I guess it rained so hard at Knox, flooded the place out. They canceled early, so it was uh, you know Robbie never did have to go run the race. Although Boom says now that I mean he'll either call up 
Knox Raceway and, and, and help sponsor another super late model race there. So Robbie runs, or he might try to make Robbie run next Sunday at Erie Speedway to get back in a car. He wants him back in a race car and, you know, Robbie stepped in this here by saying and making this proclamation when he was talking to Mac. So that's what happened. He's going to have to drive a, drive a race at least once this year. Oh, that would be awesome. I know we had him on uh, Road to Eldora. Boom actually kind of interviewed him when he we, we had a mm -hmm. hired gun there doing some interviews. But uh, good motivation for Max to win a race. So uh, let's see if he can get that yeah, done and get right. Robbie Blair back in. I know if Boom wins a race, guys, he said he's announcing. If it's a national race, he's announcing yeah, on the front stretch that he's retiring for good. So I don't know if we really I want don't know about that still, win. though. I still don't know. Don't Boom's know. never retired. Yeah. Well, we don't he want him to just, win. He loves being in the two mix. race cars. Yeah. We don't yeah, want him to win. He's right. supporting two race cars, so he can run yep. second all day and make some money back, uh, Get maybe get closer to the black. Uh, all in all, though, great past weekend. You guys did great with your updates and stuff like that this weekend. And last weekend in July, do we count this as 4th of July weekend? I think so, because I know it's on Tuesday, so we're going to go with that. It's going to be tough. It's the middle of the week, but plenty of racing, Summer Nationals, World of Outlaws, Lucas Oil. You can catch all the Lucas Oil action and other regional events on Flow Racing. You can check highlights and other stuff in between with articles and suave talk on dirtondirt.com. Until next week, this is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.